catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, September 23rd. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. In areas still recovering from Hurricane Ian, residents are itching to rebuild and get back to work. At one library in Punta Gorda, Florida, people are doing just that. Camping chairs and patio tables line the outside of the building that has become a hub for people utilizing the free Wi-Fi services to get back to work. I spoke with Fresh Tick Florida's Grace Banahan about what people are doing after a few weeks without connectivity. My story is basically talking about what's going on in Punta Gorda, where they still have like widespread internet outages, but it's been... 12 or 13 days since the storm hit. So people are trying to, you know, get back to their life and get back to work, but they still don't have internet at home, even though they've got power. So where people have been going is the Punta Gorda Charlotte Library, which is right in Punta Gorda. And, and it's like one of the only places where you can get, you know, free public Wi-Fi. And the word has kind of gotten out about that. So it's just swarmed with people. You've got people, you know, just, at tables with strangers, they put overflow tables in the hallway. There were people sitting on the front and back patios. They brought their own chairs, their own tables. Um, everybody's on their laptops just trying to get online. So it was a really interesting scene. Who were some of the people you spoke to and what did they have to say about their current situations as they're trying to still recover from what Ian has done? And I spoke to a bunch of people. For the most part, the people that I spoke with had minimal dam- damage to their houses. Really, everybody was very fortunate. Even if, you know, there was one woman, she lost her entire lanai. Um, but she was just, you know, really fortunate that, you know, everything could have been worse. It was basically the the saying that, you know, everyone, the sentiment that everyone had was, you know, we're so fortunate. You know, it, things could have been a lot worse. There was one guy, he was really just devastated about losing the mango tree in his backyard. And he was like, just to put it in perspective, you know, it could have been a lot worse, but I really am devastated about my mango tree. But um, I spoke to a lot of people who were working remotely, who had full-time remote jobs, and they were just trying to get back to work. They've been out of work for, you know, close to two weeks now. What has that done for them? Were there any, like, consequences that people are facing because they don't have access to or didn't have access to internet before the library got up and running? For the most part, everyone I spoke to, their bosses and their companies have been really understanding and nobody had to take paid time off. You know, a lot of them worked in teams or, you know, there was one woman I spoke to and she worked on a team of, I think, five people. And so, you know, everybody else was really great about kind of, like, helping pick up the slack while she wasn't able to get into to log into her job but it was mostly I think everyone just wanted to get back to work it's because it's been you know close to two weeks after the storm and I think people are just you know eager to just log back on and and get that back do you have any more like specifics about people's individual stories there was there was one guy he was a Seattle Mariners fan I think I'm saying that right and you know he was just He was really excited to watch the game. It was the first time they'd been in the playoffs in 20 years. Um, So he was getting out of the library to go to a different restaurant downtown where he could go and watch the game because they had their their television back up. And I thought that was that was funny. You know, the things that, you know, the parts of your life that you just you're trying so hard to keep up with, even in the midst of like just all of the chaos there was in the hallway. It was you know, it was a lot of just like resilience and a lot of community that you saw in the library. There were, you know, people kind of talking to the people next to them, helping each other fill out forms, insurance claims, 
the, the library staff was just being a resource all across the board, you know, even with things that aren't within their typical day-to-day -day library staff duties. There were, you know, families were there. It was, it was a funny scene, you know, you had people just in full blazers and business attire from the waist up to, to speak in their Zoom calls. There was, you know, people walking just in the parking lot, like just circling on their phones while they were in conference calls. It was, it was a really, really interesting scene. That was Fresh Take Florida's Grace Banahan on how a Punta Gorda library is supporting people after Hurricane Ian. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. At least two Alachua County high schools were the center of two school shooting hoaxes this week. According to WUFT's Silas Morgan, local law enforcement responded to both schools and found that there was no actual threat. Law enforcement says that the false alarms are part of a nationwide trend, with at least three other states across the country and several other Florida counties receiving false claims of active school shooters. The Alachua County Sheriff's Office is coordinating with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, who is taking the lead on the national investigation. Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday extended early in-person voting by up to two days for next month's midterm elections in three largely Republican counties in southwest Florida ravaged by Hurricane Ian. According to Fresh Tech Florida's Liana Hubbard, Charlotte, Lee, and Sarasota counties are all also allowed to open super voting centers that make it easier to request mail-in ballots and permitted use of poll workers that haven't been trained for this election. Under the governor's order, early voting will now run from October 24th to Election Day, November 8th. UF's Faculty Senate President Search Committee had no choice in naming one presidential finalist. According to the Independent Florida Alligator, all other contenders requested to stay anonymous if they were not chosen as the sole finalist. Under new search conditions created by a recently passed law, UF had no obligation to release the identity of any shortlist of candidates until three weeks before the individuals went in for an interview with the Board of Trustees. The named finalist, U.S. Senator Ben Sass, will visit campus again on November 1st. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooter will be sentenced to life without parole for the murder of 17 people after a jury could not unanimously agree that he should be executed. According to the Associated Press, the decision came after seven hours of deliberations over two days. Under Florida law, a death sentence requires a unanimous vote on at least one count. The circuit judge on the case will formally issue the life sentences on November 1st. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.